Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. And welcome you back to another episode of our Leaders in Customer Loyalty series. In this series, we talk to the brand leaders about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Matt Moore. He is the Vice President of Digital and Loyalty at Tim Hortons, Canada's largest restaurant chain operating in the QSR, or quick service industry. They serve over 5 million cups of coffee every day. It's a lot of coffee with uh, 80% of Canadians visiting one of the nearly 4,000 Tim Hortons in Canada at least once a month. Those are some amazing stats. How are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, it, it's great to be here, Mark. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Um, can't complain as I, I was just saying, we're getting started. It's a sunny day here in Toronto. So uh, it's sunny and warm, so I can't complain at all. Well, that's good, that's good. Um, for those who may not know uh, about Tim Hortons, can you uh, tell us a little bit more firstly about you, kind of what you do at Tim Hortons and uh, we also uh, like to get a fun fact, maybe a passion running potentially or jumping out of planes or deep sea diving, a passion that you may have. Sure. Look, I, I think um, so a bit about me, I guess I'm, I'm originally from Canada. I, gr I grew up in um, a small town in eastern Canada, Nova Scotia. Um, I, I started my career as an, an engineer for General Electric. Um, I, I moved to the UK just, I guess, about 13 years ago, I did my, my MBA and I worked in management consulting for a few years, um, both in um, Europe and in the Middle East. Um, and then um, I got lured over to the QSR industry. I joined uh, Yum Brands um, in 2015, based out of London, UK. Um, I was chief customer officer, so I was looking after operations in digital. And you can imagine e-commerce there is, is a pretty important thing. Everyone orders the pizzas online these days. Um, and I helped um, I sort of got me into the digital and loyalty world, um, was um, helping Pizza Hut do a digital transformation. And we, we started a tech company called Pizza Hut Digital Ventures um, that, that still exists today. Um, so that was pretty, that, that sort of got my, my feet wet in, in, in digital and in customer experience, um, you know, getting pretty deeply into it. And look, I, I think an opportunity came up. I was, I was introduced to the, the team at, at Restaurant Brands and, you know, who runs Popeye's, Burger King and Tim's. Um, I, I love Tim's. I, I, fun fact, I guess I, I think uh, I've been drinking Tim Hortons coffee for, you know, three quarters of my life almost. I probably started drinking it too young. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I have two young girls that um, I, I kind of like the idea of having them live up and grow up in Canada. Um, and, and I knew RBI was the kind of, brand and Tim's that I would want to, that would lure me back. And, and they did. So, so, you know, I've been with Tim's for three years, based here in Toronto. Um, you know, I lead digital and loyalty for the brand. There was no loyalty when I started. Um, there was digital and no one was using it. Um, so, you know, we've been on quite a journey where, um, you know, we were talking about it earlier this morning It's in a company update. Um, I think 1% of our sales are less than uh, we're linked to digital platforms beginning of 2019 and now well over 30% um, are linked. So we've had pretty exceptional growth. A lot of that um, underpinned by the performance of our loyalty program. So it's everything I, I now look after everything related to digital customer experience, um, you know, that's digital ordering, um, digitizing our traditional channels, um, like a drive-through, which is an exciting space. Um, other, other usage and experience on our app. Um, if we have contests, campaigns, games, offers, et cetera. Um, so anything guest facing top line focus, guest experience is, is what me and my team focus on. Okay, In terms of fun fact, otherwise, yeah, I, I, I always do so poorly at these. Um, 
I, I think it's I think it's both my girls. Interesting fact, I guess, as it relates to Tim's, um, they had their first Tim Hortons in the UK, which I don't think many, you know, they grew up Canadian because uh, they're, they're three and five now. Uh, but the very first Tim Hortons they went to it was in Scotland um, just before we moved back to Canada. So um, a bit of a, a random fact that they'll carry, I guess. Okay, great. Uh, and for those who don't know uh, more about Tim Hortons, uh, you, know, you have 4,000 locations in Canada. Can you give us a little uh, history on Tim Hortons, uh, how you guys came to be and you know, what you offer now? Yeah, look, uh, Tim Hortons is in Canada. It's, a, it's an extremely special brand. And Tim, it's been around for 57 years. It was founded in 1964 by Tim Horton. Um, he was a NHL hockey player. He opened the first restaurant in Hamilton, Ontario, which is not too far from uh, from Buffalo, probably about an hour down the road. Um, you know, it was he, uh, he, it was first a, a coffee and, and donut shop and, and where the focus was ensuring um, fresh coffee. And we, we still take pride today that, you know, we're brewing coffee every 20 minutes. Um, and look, I think, it, you know, through the 90s, it went through exceptional, in 2000s, it went through exceptional growth. Um, you know, the, the team who was running it at the time um, you know, expanded the menu, you know, we, we were offering, you know, and we continue to evolve it, but it's, it's still core on, on coffee and baked goods, mainly donuts, but we have a full array of baked goods. Um, but we're also doing lunch sandwiches, soups, chilies are, are super popular. And I think what's been really exciting to watch um, recently is cold beverages. Um, no surprise, there's a, a big movement uh, towards more interesting cold beverages, caffeinated and non-caffeinated. So, um, you know, you can pretty much find a Tim's anywhere in Canada. The 4,000 um, restaurants means we have a restaurant for every uh, 90,000 Canadians. And for example, that's probably about three times uh, higher penetration than McDonald's in the U.S. So it's, it's pretty impressive um, to see the scale that the brand has grown to in Canada. Absolutely. Uh, the Tim's reward program, I think was launched in March of 2019. Uh, I think it's grown yeah. to 6 million registered users and 3.5 million active users monthly. Can you tell us how the program grew so fast and, and, and how you work to keep uh, customers engaged? Yeah, look, it was, um, it, it's, it, it's been a, um, a pretty intense journey over the last couple of years to do it. So um, the, when, when we launched the program in 2019, we wanted to launch it in a way that was really, really, really easy for Canadians to understand. And so um, look, eight, when 80% of the country comes to your, your brand every month, it means effectively everyone is coming, right? And so it has to be something that's really easy for people to engage and understand. And so what we first launched was effectively like a digital punch card. You pick up a plastic card with a barcode, um, you, you'd scan it up to seven times, you get a free coffee. And it was pretty easy. And you didn't have to do anything online, you could. You could go online and link it to the app, but it wasn't, you weren't forced to at the beginning. Um, that, so there's a couple things there. One, it was really easy for our guests to understand. It was really easy for our team members to explain. Um, it was built in a way that would allow us to evolve the digital platform without, you know, it wasn't a paper card. You had to switch to something. It was, it was built so it could integrate with our app and, and be digital and, and know our guests from the start. Um, and the value proposition was really good. I mean, you know, we, our guests are already extremely loyal um, and, and love the brand and, you know, that we, we launched as a way to thank them. And, um, and, and there was a really good value for our guests in terms of what we were offering. Um, you know, a year later, um, we made some evolutions to it. We evolved it from one in seven coffees, you know, get your seventh coffee and get the next one free to a points program. Um, and so that allowed us to, you know, it added a bit more complexity to the program. It required guests to be a bit more digital at the first, not mandatory again. Um, but we also opened up the portfolio of our menu. So instead of, you know, one in seven or 70 points now for free coffee, 
maybe you want a, a breakfast sandwich for 180 points. And so, you know, we added a little bit of complexity, but we added a, a pretty clear value statement or value proposition to our guests, which is not, it's not just coffee anymore. It, you can, you can redeem for anything you want. Um, and then we continue to layer, um, you know, we talked, we'll talk probably about our offers we're doing or games or contests we're doing. You know, we had a, a very conscious plan to continue to add other um, avenues of value for our guests along the way. So I think the key was not to try to do all that at the beginning. You know, we got a lot of our acquisition, right? You know, at least into the more analog program at the beginning. And then once they were in, we sort of brought them on the journey to a more digital experience um, in, in the second year of the program. Okay, great. Um, so when you look at uh, the evolution of the program, it seems like the value proposition continues to evolve, very focused on making sure you're driving as much value for the, the consumer, your customer as possible. You know, when you look at the weekly exclusive offer that the guests are assigned based on, you know, kind of their, obviously their behavior, their interests, their propensity to engage, you know, can you tell us about how that works? It seems to be uh, driving some pretty unique uh, success for you. Yeah, look, it's been, um, it, it's an interesting, you know, when we first, uh, uh, you know, I, we never, the Tim Hortons as a brand has never done like coupons. We Occasionally we would do like paper coupons, very, very occasionally, which, you know, in QSR in general, um, it tended to be a very common way to drive traffic in a restaurant, but we already had traffic, right, in, in traditionally in the business. So, and actually because of our, our, um, our guests come so frequently, um, they tend to, tend to or risk being cannibalistic. Um, and so we knew that when we were going to launch offers in the app, um, we, we knew we'd have to use our customer data um, and, and really understand what guests buy today and what we could stretch into buy or what might be interesting for them to buy that both creates value for the guests and for our owners, our franchisees to make sure it's, it's a profitable sale. Um, so look, we started that, um, well, at first we, we started doing it and realized it's, it's an enormous amount of data that we're trying to process and we, you know, we have to invest to, to make sure we can handle that. Um, but what we realized is like, you know, we're, we're obviously a lot smarter today than we were when we started doing our, our personalization or personalized offers um, in our app a year and a half ago. But we're but it didn't matter back then because our get, it was new to our guests and it was something exciting and they were trying it. So it was a little bit of as as we've as our guests are trying new offers um, and experiencing it. Um, what we've been doing is both adding new offers that they might be interested in and building new models and just trying to think what's the best thing, you know, that Matt might want today based on what they purchase. So it really is focused around understanding our guests and understanding what, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you know, we have guests who will drink iced coffee and this year we've launched cold brew. And, and some of you guys might know, you said they're very, they're very habitual and they're always going in and getting the iced coffee, but we know the, 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 the cold brew is an amazing product. Um, and it's a great way to present a, a, a cold brew offer to a guest who's traditionally a nice coffee guest to see if they'd like to try it, maybe try it for a dollar or something. Um, so it's been things like that that have really gotten the stickiness with our guests. Um, but, and as you say, it's driving really good commercial performance for us as well. Absolutely. You had a campaign, uh, Roll Up the Rim, I think it was a pretty successful campaign, kind of an iconic uh, annual tradition uh, for Canadians, I think since going back to the, the mid-80s. The pandemic really changed that. How, how did you overcome the obstacle kind of losing that program and the impact of that program? And how did you allow them to still play the game? Yeah, look, and I think for context reveal, you're right. The game goes by the 80s. I can remember playing this my whole life. Like context, you it used to be you'd roll the rim if you don't know it. And underneath, you'd either have please play again or hopefully you had a free copy, baked good or other prizes could be a car or things. 
Um, yeah, as you say, we were already planning on running in, in 2020 a hybrid program. So we're going to run the traditional one, but we're going to try something in the app. Until about a week before the program launched on March 11th, when we realized, um, based on what was happening with the pandemic, it wasn't going to be realistic or, or, or safe for, for our team members and our guests to be interacting that way. With um, We literally had to hand over part of the cup um, on, as a prize. And so luckily, we had already built the digital game, which was quite accessible you know, in the context of COVID. So, I mean, we, we didn't really promote it because we, we really had to, you know, pivot our what we were talking about to Canadians about how we're supporting Canada um, at a time and really making sure we're there supporting our frontline workers and, and, and then also um, actually pivoting to be more focused on delivery so we could get to our guests. Um, but the program was there and it worked and people, we did have people play it. Um, it did mean we had to stop the paper cup program in the 11th hour. Um, but really it gave us the opportunity as we came into this year to make, we went all in, we went hundred percent digital. We're like, we know this is right for, for going forward for the business. We know we can have an amazing game and an important change we made is because of the loyalty program, like one or eight out of nine times people used to play, you'd roll a cup and it'd be, please play again. And everyone hated getting that. So, but we were able to design the program in a way that you always won. Now it might be, it might be a car. It might be a couple of loyalty points, but every guest was going to win something, which I think until we started playing with it, we loved the concept and we still, we started playing and testing. We realized this is awesome. Like it's awesome to always get something under, you know, under the virtual rim, which now you're rolling on, on, on the app and we've renamed it roll up to win. Um, but it was great. And honestly, we had huge adoption, you know, generally speaking, um, it very, very well received and, and certainly is the way we're thinking about the campaign um, going forward. Okay, great. One of the things we like to do is when we talk to uh, brands, get an understanding of kind of how they define customer loyalty, what customer loyalty means to their organization. So, you know, what does customer loyalty mean to you and to Tim Hortons? Well, as, as, as I mentioned, like, I mean, our, um, our guests are, 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 have been loyal to our brand long before we're doing a loyalty program or anything digital, right? Like they are, um, it, this is, our guests are habitual. They're coming to us, you know, on average three to four times a week. Um, we're in their routines. Um, I, I think, you know, to make sure we continue to have loyal guests, I, I think it's, it's, it's an array of, of things we need to be doing. We need to make sure we're continuously delivering high quality um, products, food and beverage to our guests. That's what we do um, with a great experience. And I think, you know, our, our you know, our Hope Bogosi, our, our CMO and our, and our food development team are spending a lot of work um, continuing to make sure that, you know, that we have amazing food innovation. Um, you know, Mike Hancock, our COO and our ops team um, are really, really focused on working with our franchise partners on execution in restaurant. And look, the, the, everything we can do digital is just on top of that, right? We can, we can make ordering a little bit more efficient um, for guests who want to use it. Um, we can provide new experiences in a platform that didn't exist before. And we can provide a new source of value with a loyalty program, which is just a little bit of an extra little, like, you know, some people like looking at the number of points increasing. Some people like playing with games and stuff that we're able to do that we was harder to do when you didn't have that digital ecosystem to bring it together. So really, we, we look at loyalty as it's not, it certainly is not just my team. Um, you know, it is certainly, we all think about the guests first um, and how our parts make sure we continue to have loyal guests. And I guess we get to do the fun new things, but um, so we think it very holistically as we look to continue to keep our guests low with, with Tim's. 
Perfect. You know, we kicked off this uh, conversation when we were offline a little bit. We were talking about uh, technologies and things you're doing. It's, it's a big challenge and a big opportunity for marketers right now because being able to do customer loyalty or customer experience or personalization at scale requires technology. So you know, what, what's gonna, the most significant challenge you think for brands when it comes to technology and how is your brand working to address these challenges? Yeah, look, I, I, it's always a challenge. I think, um, you know, how, how have we done it, right? I, I think, you know, um, th th there's a series, I think taking the time to think where you're going in your roadmap is critical, right? And because um, if you're not thinking, like even when I think back to end of 2018, when we were designing our loyalty program, we knew where we wanted to get to by now, which is a fully digital program with a series of, um, you know, benefits for our guests. That's not what the program looked like at all in 2019. But the foundational work we did um, made it easier for us to build additional layers on, on top of it. Um, and so, look, I, I think it's one, certainly thinking a few steps ahead and where you want to take it, which can sometimes be challenging. And, but I think just taking that time and, and, and being patient that like you don't need to deliver the guest facing you know, benefit today, but you need to be building some of the foundational elements to get there. Um, I think working with good partners, like we don't actually have a big team at Tim's. We actually run a really lean, um, you know, our, our full software engineering team, core team is under 30 people. Um, you know, for a couple of years, we were running our loyalty program with like a handful of people. They're just really good and they loved what they were doing. And I think that's the other thing I, I learned in my time at Pizza Hut, that the world of needing 300 software developers is not, you, that's completely unnecessary today. If you, if you really have really talented people who can lay out the pieces properly. But then you're always dealing with like the, the classic like integrations and, you know, POS vendors who are great, but that's, they have a complex job in its own right. And I think, look, these are things you got to figure out where the biggest bottlenecks are, figure out when you can work around them and when you need to really invest to sort of address them. And so, look, we've, we've done that sort of work. Um, the key thing is for us is to focus on the things that are having the best, biggest impact on the guests. Um, and, you know, a lot of that was covering the foundational elements and then go back and kind of go through the next layer. So look, it's not an easy answer for anyone, but I think it's um, my only, I think what I would, we've been on a, a three-year journey, which I think is pretty fast, I, but I think just the key is that roadmap and just be thinking what elements you want to pick up first, knowing where you want to get to. Okay, great. When you look at personalization, uh, obviously doing a lot around that as a brand, how important uh, is personalization to you? And what are some of the challenges you see getting to that, uh, you know, one-to-one -one opportunity? Okay, I think, I, think, um, I think personalization is important as long as it matters for the guest, right? And, and so we, we should be focused on the things that make it an easier experience for the guest. Um, you know, and the, obviously the use case we're working a lot on right now is, um, is the offers as we talked about. Um, we're also doing some stuff um, in, in the drive-through as well and exciting things in the pipeline in that space. Look, if, you, if you're making things, if you're saving the guest time or, or maybe giving them access to a new product that they hadn't seen before in our industry, that tend, tends to be well-received. Um, and so I, I think it is important. I think the challenge with personalization is, look, you, you can personalize anything, right? Like you can, uh, I think you gotta be careful to, to make sure that you're focusing on the things that matter instead of the things that might be a shiny object because you can burn a lot of resources on it because as soon as you start going down this path, like it, it doesn't end, right? You, you, um, you, you kind of, you put a, a team or a pod on it and then, um, you know, you have to continue to innovate on it, right? And, and, and sort of think about it and improve it. So I think, and, and we, we've, look, we, we've done it in different ways. Sometimes we are, 
uh, you, you don't necessarily need to get to one to one. You just maybe need to be a little bit more intelligent with your data to have a better, a broader experience. So like segment, even using analytics to sort of segment can sometimes be better than versus thinking you need to go all the way to one to one. So, um, you know, really deciding where you really need to use it, knowing that there is like a, a carrying cost once you sort of invest in a certain space is pretty important. Okay. Uh, partnerships are uh, something that's very important to the members of Loyalty 360 and, and brands in general. We do a lot of introductions and help brands uh, through our, our partnership network uh, kind of you know, accomplish that. What do you see with regard to partnerships? Has your brand traditionally focused on partnerships? If so, is that something you'll be looking at going forward? Yeah, look, I think more generally, Tim Hortons has a lot of partnerships as a brand, um, you know, outside of loyalty, like a loyalty program. Um, you know, a big one, we, we partnered the NHL in Canada and, and all the Canadian NHL teams. And we actually, you know, we ran a game in our in our app, NHL hockey contest, where you could basically bet on um, who's going to score that night and win loyalty points. And that was a pretty awesome, fun thing for, you don't have to make a purchase. If you just show up in, in every night and you can play. And that was something we did with the NHL, which was pretty cool. So that was not quite like, it's not a loyalty, like a points exchange partnership or, but something that was pretty cool to work with a, a very, very close partner with us. I think in terms of like actual more traditional, like, um, you know, loyalty program partnerships, um, we've, we've done some, we haven't partnered yet. Um, and we've looked at it. We, we, we've done our homework in the space. It, it's no reason other than just, you know, there's a lot we're doing in our core program today. Um, so it's not to say we wouldn't ever do it, but we'll probably make sure we take the time to do it right. You know, we sort of, um, we know the pros and cons of it. Uh, we're open to it. It's certainly something on our mind, but we, we certainly aren't going to rush into it. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh, what's the next big thing for customer loyalty for Tim Hortons? Yeah, look, I, I, you know, we've come a long way. Um, I would say I mean, it's not going to sound overly exciting, but I, I think, you know, we, we've done a lot to really grow the base. Um, I, I, you know, the way this guy, we have a, look, we have a good app. We, we're probably as our monthly active users for food service apps in Canada. I think we're the largest. I think we're a, a top 30 app in Canada in terms of uses per month where, you know, the top 10 are all, you know, Google and Facebook. I think Amazon's number 10. It's the top retail app by far. Like, you know, so we're watching, we know where we sit, um, you know, and I think the question for us is what's going to take our app to be good. I, I generally, our guests, we research with our guests and they think we have a really good app. It creates a lot of value, but how do you go from good to great? And so, you know, how do you make it the app that people really, really think I need to use this every day? So I won't give too much away in terms of what we're thinking about, but that is on our minds, right? So we're sort of in, you know, Tim Hortons as a brand in Canada has the right to think beyond just QSR and um, in terms of like benefiting our guests. And so, you know, what does that mean in terms of app performance, app experience um, to get us to the next level? So um, yeah, I, I probably won't share any more, but that's sort of the way we're looking at it. Perfect. So when you look at uh, the, the, you know, customer loyalty, what can Loyalty360 do to help you and your team uh, in your customer loyalty journey? Yeah, look, I, I think, um, you know, it, it's been great um, getting to, to, to know you guys and, and talk to you. I think, you know, just learning, obviously, we're, we've only been in the loyalty game for, um, you know, a few years in terms of running a loyalty program, right? And I said, we've, we've been, you know, supporting loyal guests for years. Um, but it's great to see, you know, you guys have such a, a broad network across industry. I think we've learned a lot and researched a lot to understand outside of QSR, because I think there's, you know, there, you know, it, it, it's a very hot topic in our industry today, but it's been hot topics in industry longer. So I think, you know, just 
talking with you guys, understanding what you've seen in other areas, um, connecting with other, um, you know, you know, other brands and other areas, I think is, is very helpful for us. So, you know, excited, excited to continue the dialogue, um, you know, this year and beyond. Absolutely. Well, Matt, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was great uh, learning more about you personally and also uh, Tim Hortons and uh, your customer loyalty approach, a very unique focus. The passion is great to hear and uh, thank you for everything you do for the industry. No, great. Thanks for having me. Thanks Absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening. Uh, make sure you join us back soon for another edition of the Leaders of Customer Loyalty.